0: How have you been? Cause a lot has happened since the last time I saw you. That was what, two years ago, you think? I want to say it was
1: 2018. I thought it was 2018. Was it? So yeah, when you did your competition, I believe. That was
0: 2018. Was it? No, that wasn't grade 11. Was it? I think it
1: was, but I, um, I, time, time flies very fast. So
0: Yeah, that's true. So what's, what's new with you really? Cause I'm interested in, I've always been interested in what you're doing cause it's more of a coaching thing, right?
1: I do coaching, consulting, training and professional speaking. So it's a little bit of, uh, I've got a few things on the go, yeah. but ultimately um, coaching is one of the, one of the areas where I, I focus. However, I do consulting as well.
0: So when did you get started? Like kind of what opened up the idea to get into the consulting and the coaching and all that stuff? And how did you get your kind of a, like your John Maxwell award thing as well?
1: Um, well, uh, John Maxwell certification, I've been certified with the John Maxwell organization since
0: 2016.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, prior to that, I was really operating independently on my own, which I still am, yeah. but I was pretty much just flying by the seat of my pants, trying to figure things out. Um, I started my business back in 2008 is when I officially had my first registered business and um i started out as an image consultant so which essentially what that is is helping people to uh well actually coaching and consulting to people on appearance behavior and communication and mainly in a professional setting that was the intention and the goal uh once i started i initially started out with the appearance piece so focusing on personal styling and wardrobing that was the the, you know the piece that resonated with me at the time because it was easier to get my foot in uh, the industry and also manage it while I was managing my other job.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: but, but I knew that I also wanted to expand it to include leadership, to include personal growth, um, but I wasn't sure exactly how that would evolve. And I knew that I wanted to work with companies as well. So fast forward to 2014, um after I left the government because I was working with the government for 10 years and then I left and started to do my own thing and took a little career break long story short got back into uh, business in 2014 and I uh, decided to go back and study for adult training and development because I wanted to use you know the knowledge that I've gained in image consulting as well as Knowledge that I gained from this uh, adult training and development to build programs and courses and curriculum and speeches and all kinds of things to help adults uh, to advance
0: they in their do, careers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I found out about the John Maxwell team, and then it was it I was like okay, this is perfect because I can yeah. I can uh, fuse leadership, merge leadership into it, and. Um, eventually it, it's just in so many ways but right now what i do i focus at, in, in africa right now i'm focused on leadership development working with companies uh, working with youth working with organizations like ngos and incubators mm-hmm. um to help people who are going through various workplace transitions whether they're transitioning out of a nine to five into self-employment or they're trying to move up in their career or they're trying to find work um that's not necessarily you know the area that i, I um, like the, the job search piece that's not the area that I specialize in but I do deal with career transitions um, and I deal with entrepreneurship and leadership so those are my areas of specialty and yeah that's the long and short of it that's really how it all came together. <laughs> the
0: long and short yeah so that, that's really interesting that you started in 2008 just right after the the kind of global economic crisis, right? Was that, did there was any big effect there or, cause that's definitely oh, yeah. something interesting, right? So how did that play out for you? Oh yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I was just starting my business. So for me, it was really, I didn't know what to expect, but it was per, in my personal life. It was very like, you know, it was, it was tough. I was in my twenties and I was just learning how to pretty much not learning how to be an adult. Cause I was pretty much an adult but how to manage things such as you know an economic crisis when you're on yeah. your own and try to trying to survive um but with i was fortunate because i did have a full-time job that was a cushion so my business at the time was really just uh you know it was a side hustle yeah and it for was sure. something it was something that i was you know i was committed to very very committed to so um, no matter what the economic situation was, I was still going to continue to do it, uh, to work at it. It wasn't as easy to get clients, um, but that's just the nature of the, the industry, the nature of the work, especially when you're just starting out. You have to just really get, uh, get good at what you do so that people could understand, uh, you know, that you're somebody who they can trust with their, with their image, with their... Yeah. Um, Yeah, with their career, and
0: And I, I can even see that now because for my co-op, I managed to get into a law firm kind of thing. But I'm doing my marketing business with them, so I'm doing like the the content creation for them and the posts and the all that type of stuff. So, and I can see that they're still like, oh, should we trust them with it? Should we not? So, yeah, you definitely have to build the uh, the basis for anybody to really trust you, and then because it is really my first client, I'd like to think it as that. Mm if they can get a good uh feedback from me and i can get great feedback from them then i can just kind of build and build and build and it's a small base but then i can keep adding the bricks and the mortar right
1: right exactly yeah trust is it when it comes to entrepreneurship building trust with whomever it is that you're serving is the critical is a critical piece if you don't have that it's very difficult for you to have any successive business right and but it's a process it takes time People, first of all, have to get to know who you are. They have to know that you even exist. And then once they know that you exist, you've got to build a relationship with them. And then that relationship has to lead to trust. It
0: does, it's true. So speaking of kind of like getting people to know you, Mm -hmm. for, as you see, like in a lot of, there's a lot of people doing like the coaching and like the big stage performances. Like one of my favorite guys is like Gary Vaynerchuk. But you see those guys like uh, Tony Robbins and all those other types of people. Where is that fall between for you? For for the understanding of the of the audience, I guess.
1: Uh, well, you see, the people that you mentioned, like Gary Vee and um, Tony Robbins, and even the likes of this Dr. John Maxwell, who is my leader of my organization, these are celebrities, right? These are mm-hmm. individuals who, I mean, to their credit, have spent decades honing their craft, and they have great gained you know recognition. Uh, through various platforms. um, They have brand recognition in the marketplace. People, you just say their name and people know exactly what they stand for. Um, For people who are newer to the industry, it takes time. You've got to build up your expertise. You've got to get in front of as many people as possible. You've got to be good at what you do, right? You have to really, really have results and outcomes to speak to so that people can say, you know what? I, I've worked with Tika or somebody I know worked with Tika and she got me this result and this outcome because nobody's in the game unless they're going to get outcomes. Right. It's really what is in it. What is in it for them. So, I mean, for me, um, marketing is one of the pieces that for a long time I've been doing it on my own. Like I did everything on my own. And then eventually I said, you know what, enough is enough. It's it's hard.
0: It's ridiculous. Even even for this, I'm just trying to get on all platforms. And I'm like constantly splicing clips on which I think will go good on Facebook or all these other things. And I'm going into all these new platforms. And it's such a pain. So I can definitely understand that.
1: Yeah, you really have to figure out, first of all, like, what is it? Who is your audience? Who is the audience you're really trying to uh, to speak to? They're, whose problem is it that you're really trying to solve? And then once you figure that out, it's getting, uh, getting to where they are, going into target-rich environments, going to places where they hang out online, and making sure that you're present. So you don't necessarily have to be on every single platform, yeah. but you most certainly should be on the platform where your audience resides because, otherwise you may really end up spreading yourself too thin yeah or you may just be missing an opportunity to connect with them so for
0: sure yeah. so yeah as for me um it's and most the most of the people that are watching either my stuff or the brand that i'm it's, it's difficult because right now i'm in about two pools of things so i'm in the the work area where i'm trying to build a business and i'm trying to do all that stuff but i'm also building a brand within within the podcast and now i've got i got really bored and then i made another show so i got a cooking show now that just went up today which is <laughs> which is fun so i'm yeah i'm using like chef's plate which is like an ordering uh food service and i'm just yeah. cooking their meals and i'm filming them and it just it started off like i was gonna be really professional and then i was just like oh it's so hard to do this so i just went <laughs> i wet it how i wanted it and i was like i got really this is fun um, that's, awesome.
1: that's awesome good for you listen authenticity is key so people love to see people who are authentic doing their thing so i know that sometimes there's this idea that you know you've got to be a certain type of way but sometimes the best type of way to be is just to be yourself especially when you're doing something like a cooking show so yeah. good for you for thinking of that and for for pursuing it yeah
0: yeah that's another thing that i've seen really is like i've just been at the beginning of like building just the the first show that carson's conversations, i was like oh i'm gonna try and be really professional and then i continued to go through it and i was just like it's it's way more energy to act as a different person than act kind of who you are so i was just like it would loosen up like there's some people at the beginning i was like oh i don't want you guys to swear or anything like that but i was i was like that's just kind of stunting them as a person there's no point if they're gonna swear i might as well let them be them right so you can definitely the evolution of like just being a person through that stuff is definitely even vital for a business, really, because they're going to have to understand kind of your, your way of life and how you handle things, right?
1: Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are limits, I think, mm-hmm. to, every, to everything, right? Everything for sure. Done and done in moderation. But yes, certainly, you know, taking into consideration that you got to really be who you authentically are, because it will show. People will see if you're trying to be something that you're not, they will see that and um, they'll fly away and <laughs> they'll run away from that you know, people are attracted to authenticity and to people who are, you know, who bring out the best in them. That's really what it is. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So now that you're, you were in Toronto, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And now you're in what part of Africa?
1: I'm in Accra, Ghana.
0: I'm, sorry, Ghana. All right. I'm, I'm just curious because I know you're, you're all over the place. Like you're, God. you're just like, when I, I always look, I like read up on what you're doing and it's amazing what you're doing, but I'm curious, how you got into contact with Mr. Toth? That's the one thing that's always, I've been like, how did Toth find her?
1: <laughs>
0: it's a diamond in the rough yeah. kind of thing. Cause yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, thank you for the kind words, but you know, um, I got in touch with Mr. Toth through a gentleman um, named Peter Kislynski and Mr. Yep. Kislynski was in charge of the, um, we're going to say it's um i'm trying to remember the name of the program
0: trc was it
1: t what is it
0: trc i think i had that i saw that lady's card
1: tfc well it's got a t a youth, in it yeah it's a youth um a youth program that was uh, run in um halton peel that's the region that you were in yep. halton, peel? yeah yeah um and the program the intention of the program is to uh, have business mentors have community members um, partner with the school to help uh, the students to develop in you know entrepreneurial skills yeah Uh, for sure there's a there's an element uh, there's an element in the primary and there's also an element in the high school so i was um I was in the high school, I was volunteering in high schools, and uh, Peter connected me, Peter Kazlinski connected me with um, a couple other schools, but, um, you know, things weren't working out, I wasn't able to make a match with a mentor, uh, a mentor. it was the way that the program was going, it was just two, the teachers were just so busy that they didn't even have time to really come in. Really? So, and I was ready and available. So Mr. Kazinski said, you know what you're, where you are, where you live, there is a school and uh, you know, there's a teacher and he's really passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm going to connect you. And then that was it and that's where it went. And then once I had a chance to come out to the classroom at least once, I really enjoyed the opportunity to speak to the students and to, um, you know, with your case, you know, how I was helping with the um, Dragons Nest. Nest. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The knockoff version of Dragon's Den, I like to call it.
1: (laughs) Where you did your pitch and you did an amazing job. And for me, it was really awesome to see that, you know, why there's so many young people who do have an entrepreneurial drive and who are committed to really allowing that to come, uh, you know, to come to life. And that there are teachers like Mr. Toth who are really uh, taking, you know, moving outside of the box and trying to create. Additional opportunities for young people within the school system to learn more, do more, and be more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I've seen. Sorry,
1: TLP the learning. TLP. There it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. The the learning program or something like that. The learning platform.
1: Learning partnership. The learning Learning partnership.
0: partnership. That's it. Yes. That's funny. Um. Yeah. But now that you see, like, since as an entrepreneur, you see a big. I'm not even going to call myself an entrepreneur. I'm a wannabe. I'm close. I'm getting there. But as you see a big influx of people really like interested in entrepreneurship and for me i see a lot of students or people my age that put entrepreneurship in like their instagram uh bio and saying oh they're doing all this stuff what do you think like the effects are going to be in the future do you think there's going to be too many uh you can't really say there's too many entrepreneurs because it's going to kind of weed itself out but do you think there's going to be too many uh things like you know what i mean i i'm not too sure how to describe this but
1: no, I I, I kind of understand. I think I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah. Is um, you know that right now entrepreneurship is sexy. You know, it is a sexy thing because you've got a lot yeah, that's people, very true. A lot of people who are glamorizing entrepreneurship as this, you know, this is the utopia. This is the ideal thing to do. Yeah. You go into entrepreneurship and your life is set, and entrepreneurship is easy. And all you've got to do is take some really fancy photos and post them on social media, and boom, you are.
0: An entrepreneur, entrepreneur. (laughs) more just (laughs) an influencer.
1: And that is the furthest thing from the truth, right? Entrepreneurship is it's not what it is cut out to be. Um, It's not what it seems all the time. Uh, It is very, very difficult work. You have to be attached to a purpose uh, for what you're doing. Otherwise, it is pointless. Um, And you've got to be willing to, you know, when things are not moving the way that you expect, willing to come up with creative solutions and really be willing to persist despite the challenges um i believe in entrepreneurship that's why i started my i have a program or a a platform called skills to dollar bills Mm -hmm. and that's a good name thank you um that platform is to encourage more entrepreneurship for people who are creatives people in the creative industries who have natural gifts and talents, but they're afraid to, or don't know necessarily know how to convert those uh, gifts and talents into a profitable business. Um, as a creative myself, you know, I understand that you know some of the challenges we as creatives have, it is uh, you know being strategic, because when you're creative, you have mm-hmm. to be kind of all over the place and you wanna just create, you don't wanna be bogged down by administration. And for me, one of the, I guess one of the, the unique Values that I bring to this particular uh, initiative is the fact that I, though I am creative, I also do have that brain, that strategic brain, so I can be that person to create the order that entrepreneurs need um, and uh, to help the, and guide them and help them to see, you know, the path, help them to see, you know, what I'm here right now. This is where I want to be. Here are the steps in between that I can take to get to that place. Yeah. So, for me, I believe entrepreneurship is definitely something that is going to be on the rise. Um, I definitely feel that right now it is something that is somewhat glamorized, but at the same time encouraged because there is validity. And schools, um, you know, schools and institutions of higher learning have to be—they have to adjust and be willing to incorporate this new way of being into uh, their teachings, because, you know, the, the idea that you're going to have a long-term job for the rest of your life, that does not exist anymore. No. You can't just, you know, decide that you're going to come out of school and go and sit down at a desk and then work there until you're 65 years old. It just doesn't exist. Anymore. Even,
0: even you, there's a chance, there's a small chance that that's going to happen, but are you going to be happy doing that? Right? Like, right. that's another big thing that I find with entrepreneurship. And I can definitely see that with you is you're just genuinely happy because yeah. you're doing something mm-hmm. that you actually care about, right? So yeah. instead of sitting down, and I've, I put this on because I truly believe this, is you can be completely confused about what you want to do when you're 30, yeah. and you can spend one year looking around and finding out what you want to do, but at the end of the day, you still have the 30 plus years till you 60 where the most people retire, right? And if, if yeah, exactly, if, if entrepreneurship is something that's interesting to those people, Eliminate the glamour, don't think about that stuff. Just put your head to the grindstone and kind of do what you're doing. And start in 2008 in an economic crisis and like it, it, there's movies about it, you know it was bad. And then go all the way from there. Like that's, that's, that's the best part about it. And just even hearing stories like that, that just makes me happy because it's, it's such an interesting and there's so many levels to someone building a business like that.
1: Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy, and it, you know, I say to people sometimes people see, you know, the end result, but they don't necessarily see the process. They don't yeah. see what you go through. Uh, you know, the sleepless nights, the tears, you know, the financial losses, all those things. People don't see those things. They just see, you know, somebody who is in entrepreneurship and is doing their thing, but they don't necessarily understand the sacrifices that you have to make. So, you know, people, when they get into entrepreneurship, they have to be realistic, you know, is this what they, is this really what they want? And if it is really what they want, what is the purpose? Uh, what is the reason why they, they're getting into it and attach everything that they do to their reason and their why.
0: Yeah, like that's the first thing you, kind of you taught me because you and like Toth got me into the he opened the door for entrepreneurship and then when that competition thing happened and you came in you guys kind of both came in with sledgehammers and like (laughs) broke that door down and I was just like this is what I want to do I'm so invested in this already and it, it yeah it really shows that you gotta you gotta know and love what you're doing or it's just pointless
1: that's it I totally believe that and um and that's what i teach when i very you know i start um with any new client you know we start at purpose we start at purpose what is your purpose because if you don't know what your purpose is and you're not always going to figure it out on day one but it is definitely something that you got to really zone in on like why are you doing this what is the reason why you ventured into this particular uh, arena because if you don't know when that when it gets difficult when it gets confusing when you become overwhelmed you're going to want to just give up Mm because you have no idea why you're doing what you're doing. Right. But when you know that there's a real intention and a real purpose behind you getting into your interest, like for me, my real purpose is, you know, well, I have a couple. It's really to help people self-actualize. I genuinely believe in helping people to be better. That is my, you know, one of my, my biggest passions, and I specifically am here in Africa because my my one of my passions and one of my, you know, I guess my life mission is to have impact on the continent. Mm-hmm. So I've created an opportunity for me to do that, right? And but then again, I still have the access to North America and more, you know, and other markets because of the fact that I've kept it open, right? Mm-hmm. So that I can ha- I can have more global impact. So for me. You know and then not you know, and notwithstanding having freedom in my life and building a legacy for my family and being able to spend more time with my family these are the things that motivate me and inspire me to keep pushing even when things don't look as good as they should you know yeah so yeah that's pretty much uh, my my take on it
0: yeah it's that's super like because since like, actually, I'm more curious about how is the overall customer basis in Africa, because I'm not too sure about the business um, in that we didn't in talks class for global international business. We didn't learn too much about Africa. It was more about um, like Eastern and like Far East or just the Western cultures. So right. what, what's kind of the, the, the take for, for Africa?
1: Well, uh, I don't know, were you in attendance when I did the um, this, the talk on Remember Africa? It was actually some no. uh, an initiative put on by um, by your school. And um, it was on the um, SDGs. So you had a, some of your peers had done a conference on yeah. the United Nations um, Sustainable Development Goals. Mm-hmm. And one goal that um, I, I chose to speak on was decent work, uh, was decent work, and I can't remember right now. It's, it's late, but essentially decent work for people uh, across the the world. And um, in Africa, it's an interesting dynamic. You're not going to hear a lot about Africa uh, mm-hmm. because the narrative tends to exclude the global narrative tends to exclude Africa for a variety of reasons. In it. And you know, I have my opinions and my my take. But mm-hmm. Africa is a continent that is very um, has a, a great deal of potential. There uh, is, you know, international interest in Africa, as well as um, currently the African nations are building more alliances in terms of setting up uh, um, a free trade agreement between the, the 50 plus uh, co- countries within the continent. So what we're going to see, uh, even though it is challenging, because you know every country has their own political dynamics. Some of yep. them. You know have um, you know are not as stable but then there are very stable uh, economies in Africa Ghana being one of them uh, we're politically stable very much a developing country not third world so for those people who have this idea that you know we're third world that's not the case yes. it's very developing you'll see in Accra they, there's much more there's sometimes more it's sometimes more modern than even in North America, certain places, you know, we still have yeah for sure. There's
0: always those pockets anywhere, right? Where you right. can even see in 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 Canada or in the states, like yeah. there's some places that are borderline third world, but there's not getting the attention, right? Like Flint, they don't even have clean water, right? Right. In right. Africa, yeah. you can yeah, right. So there's certain aspects there, right? And it's it's interesting. You know what? Right. I, it's late for you. I don't want to keep you any longer. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. I, I this was this was great. I'm happy we set this up. Oh,
1: you're welcome. No problem. And all the best to you. I encourage you to continue on your pursuit for entrepreneurship. I, you know, I, for, I knew from the moment that I met you that you were somebody who was going places because you were very, you know, uh, committed to your cause and you were very uh, outspoken and articulate. So, I wish you all the best, and I know you're gonna be fine
0: thank you is there is there anything you'd like to just kind of mention like plug anything like that the website hey, i can link it
1: hey why not since we're
0: here <laughs> um, okay
1: so um currently what i'm 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 working on is my skills to dollar bills brand so skills to dollar bills which is a registered trademark as of this month <laughs> uh is a, a um it's a brand that is catered to creative entrepreneurs who are seeking to build their creative business. We provide advice and guidance and support uh, at coaching and consulting to creatives and I say, providing guidance from A to Z. Uh, In this particular, uh, with this particular brand, I've got a, brick. it's called the Brick by Brick membership program. So that is currently under development and we will be launching it very soon. And it will give uh, creative entrepreneurs an opportunity to work alongside somebody like myself, a coach, consultant, and also get access to a library of content that can help you to, get the information that you need to build your business. So if that is something that interests you, then you can get on the waiting list. Uh, you can go to www.skills, that's S K I L L S $2 bills, t o d o l l a r b i l l S.com.
0: Everybody though, all those things will right be linked link- below, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I'll link them all.
1: Right. Awesome. Thank Perfect. you so much, Carson. It was great speaking to you and For sure. um, yeah, keep in touch.
0: For sure. I'd definitely like to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on everybody. This has been episode 21. This is my, oh. the guest that's been the furthest away from me. Last time was Vancouver. Now we got Africa. Thank you awesome. so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You
1: too. Take care. Bye. Bye.